Welcome to the Unblocking Crypto Podcast. This podcast is not financial advice. It's meant for entertainment purposes only. These are just the opinions of a couple of rambling wrecks. Welcome back to episode number 85 of Unblocking Crypto. This week we're going to do a little bit of a short week. Just myself providing a quick update on some of the things that have happened here lately since there's still a lot happening in the crypto space. Starting off, let's talk about CFTC. We were hoping that the CFTC at some point was going to take over from the SEC and be in charge of regulating cryptos. And it seems like they're kind of following in the same path as the SEC. And that is the regulation by enforcement. So they have recently fined three different DeFi companies and told them to cease operating. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with apparently offering illegal digital asset derivatives of some sort, which is a very small percentage of the business from some of these. What is exciting is there is one CTFC commissioner that is trying to push for a regulatory pilot program to start having some more discussions with all this. Knowing the government, it's probably going to take a little bit of time, but at least that's exciting to see. Recently, too, the European ECB Bank just signaled that its 10th consecutive interest rate hike may be its last. So Bitcoin, of course, had a little bit of jump, but it would be great to see interest rate hikes stopping for a little bit, I think for everybody's sake. They think that where it's at now, if he stays there long enough, it could curb the whole inflation issue. On top of that, we've been talking about regulation for a lot this year, and the European Union is continuing to kind of stay ahead in that space. They passed MICA a while ago, and they just voted for what they call DAC-8. It passed with 535 votes against 57 declines, and then I think 60 people abstained from that. But it has a lot to do with empowering tax collections with the ability to track all and assess all the crypto transactions that are conducted by both organizations and individuals in those states. So it's specifically for Europe. It's called DAC 8 because it's the eighth iteration and DAC was officially passed in like May of 2023. So what's impressive is now they've had eight versions of that in the past four months. The other big thing that just happened too, we talked a little bit about it last week. The judges did just approve FTX's ability to sell off some of their three point, well, actually, sell, stake, or hedge some of their $3.4 billion in crypto that they do have. A lot of that was Solana, about a third of it, uh, but they do have Bitcoin and, and Ethereum and a few other things as well. The other interesting news we SEC kind of got into it a while ago. There's been some recent things that have happened here lately. And that has been that the judges have a, are allowing to unseal some of the documents that apparently the SEC is saying that Binance is not being very forthcoming on with this whole issue that they're having. So I'm not really sure what that means. I mean, on top of that, we have seen a ton of layoffs from Binance, but almost the crypto industry in, in general. I think Binance has had probably about a third of their their workforce has been laid off, which 
what they're saying is this gives them about 10 years of runway if nothing happens to keep the kind of the doors open. And on top of that, they've actually had quite a few executives leave, uh, not only in Binance, but also in Binance.us, which is mainly what these guys are focused on right now. So time will tell what actually comes out of this release. Of course, CZ, the head of Binance, is calling a lot of this FUD and that everybody's always talking about the bad stuff and not some of the good stuff that's going on. Time will tell. We talked about three years capital multiple times, probably too many times, but what's interesting those guys had just gotten a nine-year financial ban by the Singapore Monetary Authority. So they apparently hired a hedge fund manager without notifying anyone. And then they traded crypto with no risk foundation in place, which is kind of a no-no. On top of that, uh, outside of, of Singapore, they've also kind of launched their OPNX, which was an exchange to help people trade all of their credits they're getting from all these bankruptcies that are going under. Uh, and they've been operating that without the, the right licenses. So I think Dubai is kind of going after them um, in those locations as well. So once again, these guys are staying involved in this space and I'm not sure where they're getting the money from or who's still investing in them, but it is something that continues to happen. More of the positive side of things, one of the Canadian exchanges called i think it's bold bitcoin exchange they are expanding to costa rica and they are the reason they're doing this is they're partnering with costa ricans monetary ability to send money back and forth kind of like the, the zell of the us they call it snipe mobile and this will allow them to use bitcoin to pretty much send money to everybody in in costa rica just using your phone number. So it's a very cool on-ramp and on-ramp and off for crypto. And if you look at it, I think 60% of the people in Costa Rica use this service and from a transaction perspective, it's it's close to like 17% of the total GDP of Costa Rica. So I mean, it's kind of a big deal and this is another almost really cool experiment to see how Bitcoin can handle this and and what will happen and kind of falling in kind of the El Salvador's shoes or that from that perspective. On a interesting note, not a, not a good note, I guess, Mark Cuban, who is very well known from his ownership in the Mavericks to Shark Tank and quite a few other things. He's always been a huge crypto advocate. He got caught in kind of a phishing issue with his crypto and he lost close to a million dollars of crypto. From what it sounds like, from what I can find, it was he clicked on the wrong MetaMask download and someone was able to kind of steal his keys from a certain wallet and load a lot of that. He was able to save quite a bit of it and he's moving a lot of it back to Coinbase so for, for somewhat safekeeping. So it's kind of interesting. We've talked about making sure you hold your keys properly and MetaMask is kind of a soft wallet and maybe not the, the best place to do things, but it is necessary for a lot of transactions. So once again, for those people interested, there is a, a link in the show notes that kind of talks into some of the different cold wallets out there to prevent a lot of this kind of stuff from happening and make it a lot more difficult for anybody to get to your crypto. And then the last thing was, we haven't really talked about NFTs for quite a while, but one of the surprising things that i did see was that the sec just recently went after 
the Stoner Cats, which is an NFT that uh, Mila Kunis is, was a big part of from that 70s show and, and quite a few movies. Her and, and Ashton were came up with an NFT that all it promised was that if you bought this NFT, you would get access to the first six episodes of uh, a series based on Stoner Cats. And they actually had quite a few really big name people involved in that. And it delivered on what it promised. So now the SEC has kind of come in and said that was a security. And they now that the NFTs aren't worth very much anymore because everything's kind of happened, they are trying to tell people they lost money. And Stoner Cats actually already paid the million dollar fine to the SEC. Although if you look at it back in 2021 when they did this, they made about $8 million in Ethereum in about 35 minutes. So I think it was just kind of a get this off our plate and not worry about it. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what actually happens with this moving forward. And it was kind of funny that as soon as the SEC announced that, the trading volume jumped tremendously on Stoner Cats and the price almost more than doubled with the hope that maybe they can get money back somehow from uh, the fair fund that's being set up. And no one really knows how much money is going to be put in there, but it'll be interesting to see what people try to do. That's all for this week. We'll chat again next week when Hal's back and we'll looking forward to talking more about it then. If all of these crypto conversations leave you with more questions and you're looking for answers, I've created a product that dives into most of those answers, including why crypto, how to set up a cold wallet, and some of the more advanced strategies for dealing with crypto. Check the link in the notes below and hope to see you there.